0: And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's The Plague, week 37 of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. He's a comedian, podcaster, Ellen shamer, and cream fluencer. It's Kevin T. Porter. And he's a writer, comedian, single back flipper, car roof dancer, and 21st night of September. It's Demi Atijuibe. Cone Zone is here to show us the very best way to prepare your space frog eggs for Thanksgiving. I'm her husband Daniel saying hop on board, the love my sailor and your best friend,
1: Allison Rose. Allison Rose.
2: Allison Rose is your new best friend. Allison.
3: Your
1: new best friend hello my little jam jams welcome to another exciting episode of allison rose and his new best friend it's actually a thanksgiving episode or as one of the guests who i will introduce shortly suggested a thanks misgivings episode jam jams that particular carbohydrate uh that's a traditional mennonite christmas cookie and that was sent in on Patreon. patreon, patreon by Ariana Biskey. And she also claimed that they're like the best cookie ever. And I chose it specifically because Kevin, who has a rich storied history with religion, is on. But I'm getting ahead of myself. All sorts of fun stuff on Patreon. You can submit carbs. You can watch the video of this very episode. And you can see me in a very uncharacteristically colorful and stylistically it's different than what I normally I'm wearing a blouse it's got a bow I feel like a social worker or like a librarian but yeah I don't know it's it's very much not me I don't know if I'm gonna keep it or not Um, although I am wearing it now what's wrong with me anyway I would like to say hello oh yeah patreon.com slash Alison Rosen go there hello to my guests we've got a dynamic assortment of people today it's a, a a team that you love and Tony. Hello Kevin Porter. Oh wow. Hi. Good to Welcome. be back.
2: Remember in March when I was on and you said how long is this going to be? I said <laughs> December and you were like,
1: "No! <laughs>
2: no way." And I was I lowballing it.
1: Distinctly remember that because mm-hmm. Daniel brings that up a lot because he'll be like remember when kevin said that in december we'd still be in our homes i and think that about it a lot insane too. yeah <laughs> um wait do you Ke- remember specifically saying that or do you remember my reaction to it
2: i remember specifically saying it
1: yeah The well, T and
2: kevin t pa- porter stands for truth? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
1: t- truth and trinosdamus yeah that's right tridamus right. um Demi Adijuibe, hello. hello.
3: Did he specify what year? No,
2: that's the thing. Ooh. That's the thing. I did not specify the year. I did think. All
3: of right. It Christmas though. 2021 will all be out of our homes. Yeah. And Hopefully. back
1: when the T for Nostradamus uh, was making those kind of predictions, Demi was saying that he doesn't like to do podcasts over Zoom, which I relate to so intensely. That is very true. Little did he know there was going to be no other option.
3: Yeah. Oh, well.
1: (laughs) You know what I do wonder is, because at this point, for the most part, it feels like this just feels normal. But, But I do think empirically, and I don't know what empirically means, but let's just pretend we do. I do think connecting remotely is not the same as being in person but what if we're all just so used to it we've just accepted that all podcasts have dropped a little bit in quality
3: i think that's probably it and i i also wonder if like listenership is dropped across the board because people aren't like having commutes anymore or if it's like no people are just finding other ways to listen to podcasts i know that like for me I am listening to, I, I already only listened to like two podcasts and now I'm just like, oh, it's down to zero because I'm not driving anywhere. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh, right.
3: But I feel like, yeah, it's weird how podcasting has sort of uh, acclimated to this in a way that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's it's still fine, but it, it still feels like across the board things have just yeah. gotten harder, even though we're all used to it by now.
2: And those two podcasts, Demi, are Joe Rogan and Barstool Sports? That's right. Sometimes (laughs) simultaneously. Good to know. Yeah. So you can get more info at the same time.
1: (laughs) Demi, how do you feel? If you're a Barstool fan, how do you feel about what happened between Alex? I know. I know. I just want (laughs) to see what he says. Alex and Sophia of the Call Her Daddy podcast.
3: I don't know what that is or who those people are but i wish them well I'll say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's Ooh. bring in tony hello tony hi uh i often think about
0: kevin saying that as well but in my really? memory i remember him saying november but i i also could very well be remembering oh. it wrong
1: maybe I i'm s- remembering it wrong Mental but also effect.
0: basically the same thing no no i thanks.
1: specifically remember december because it was sounded a so much worse.
2: There's no way to find out, <laughs> no. for sure. There's no way. Yeah,
1: we'll <laughs> just have to guess. Um, the funny thing is, as much as the joke is there is a recording of it, such a reluctance to go back and listen to anything ever. Do you guys have that?
3: No, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't, uh, I don't go back in time on anything. Not interested. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why is that, though? I mean, there's usually so much information if you do go back. For
2: what? What are we? What are we talking about in particular? Like hearing the stuff we've recorded before?
1: Yeah, just anything. Like I recently did an episode of my podcast, and I had such. And this ha- I made a rule with myself a long time ago that if I have a negative feeling about a show that I did, I need to listen to it before adhering to that opinion, because oftentimes my emotions about or my feeling, my impression about something is not accurate. And then I go back and listen. I'm like, oh, it was totally fine. It didn't sound stilted or it didn't sound awkward or whatever I felt. And I recently did an episode and then afterwards it like sent me on a whole like deep, dark, downward spiral of feeling. I don't, I don't really even know why. I was like, I'm worthless. I've accomplished nothing. I'm a <sighs> I'm weird crazy. random lady asking famous people questions. Who, I, I, like, I had a real dark night of the soul. I really think it had to do with quarantine and the point at which we're in in quarantine way more than this interview. And then I went back and listened to it. I'm like, oh no, this was actually a really strong interview.
3: I think we're our own worst critics, but also we have such a hyper focus on everything that we're doing at any given time that it's kind of hard to – uh I think one of the reasons I don't go back is because I'm always just sort of like, well, if I go back, there's no way I'm going to go, oh, yeah, I killed that. It's just going to be <laughs> like neg- – there's no way it's going to be better than what I'm thinking. So I'm always just sort of like, I can't do anything. It's out in the world. Let other people decide. And then it's like – At worst, people will then come up to me and go like, oh, this thing was bad. And then I can be like, yeah, I agree. But at best, it's always just like no one's ever as focused on these things as you are. So it feels just like why bother going back and examining it? It feels like
2: the equivalent of looking at old pictures of yourself in high school or college where it's like, you know, I don't hate myself, but I want to dress that way again. And (laughs) it's okay to not stare at myself in circa 2008 anymore. We I can believe in growth too much
3: to dwell on the past and go like, oh, if only I'd done this thing differently.
2: Mm-hmm. But while we're at it, let's go around and say one thing we regret about 2020.
3: <laughs> Starting the coronavirus. <gasps> that was um, you? It was a prank at first.
2: Oh, man. You've been hanging out with Clooney too much. George Clooney does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I regret... Oh, we're doing this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I did this last I, night, did not <laughs> Oh. I regret starting the whole Q thing. That also oh, was a prank that got that out of That was control. you.
3: Pranks Man. get out of hand.
1: Man. Oh gosh. Yeah. What about you guys?
2: I regret making the film cuties on Netflix. <laughs> because of you.
3: And Tony regrets marketing it. That way. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Thank you.
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah, what did you guys think you were doing? Like, what were you? in What was the feeling at the time when we you just were, wanted to be
0: edgy?
2: We just wanted to make a point. I don't know. I'm French. That's just what I'm into.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> Tony, when, when you were marketing it, was it like just another job, or were you did you believe in it?
0: Yeah, you know that's that's the thing. It's it's uh, just kind of been phoning in most, uh, as you know, Allison. <laughs> I've kind of phoned in most of my work this year, so. <laughs>
1: Doesn't yeah, like it?
2: the kissing booth too. I wasn't even aware of until it popped up on my on my little queue. You know, not you queue, uh, another queue, Netflix.
1: Queue. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I did. I um, Ooh, I set up Netflix
3: queue. Netflix. Queue.
1: It's an unfortunate coincidence. My We're team and I
3: layers deep in this bit. I don't know where we
1: are. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um. Okay, so let me ask you guys a question, and then I want to hear about. You guys, because though this is Allison Rosen's Your Best Friend, I don't want it to be exclusively Alison Rosen-ish. Um, but, and I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about this or not, but no one said not to. I received um communication on Instagram and it went into my folder that I don't normally look at. So, you know that this, like, I figured that this is a scam. This is some kind of bullshit. But mm. it actually was, I believe, a legit message from someone who's casting a reality show, or like not even exactly a reality show. It's a series that's like related to one of the big reality show franchises. And she likes my look, and she thinks I might be right to like take part in this. And I'm unclear whether it would be if I were selected, if I go, if I go forward with it, whether it's like I would be in one episode, one episode would focus on me and possibly my family, or it would be like the whole series has kind of follows people throughout the series. Now, it happens to coincide with a time of my life spurred by that like dark night of the soul I had where I'm like, what is the point of anything? Where I'm like, I need to reinvent. I need like, what's my next thing to get excited about? I've just been in like, mommy mode for a few years and like I need I need. I feel like a lot of people in quarantine right now are just like how can I shake it up like I'm getting tired of pacing and like doing the same circle with my life so anyway it happens to come at a time where I'm like give me a sign and then this came in and I'm like fuck maybe I should do it but then the other half of me goes you know how reality shows are they're going to I'm not going to like how I'm portrayed. I'm not going to be in control of how I'm portrayed. Is it worth it for whatever kind of boost I could conceivably get? By the way, they sent me a further email about it. And then if I'm interested, I have to like respond. And then I set up an audition over Zoom. And so it's like this is I'm really jumping the gun and even thinking that I would even that this might be a you know, I'm like probably one of a thousand bazillion people, but anyway, what would you guys do if you got something like this? Uh, I don't know. Well, it's, uh, I feel like it's, it's
2: almost different now than it was a couple of years ago. You know how the nineties felt? So the discourse about authenticity felt so, um, sort of uh reduced down to these terms of like selling out or not yeah, selling out totally like you're authentic if you don't do this thing or like no you have to protect your whatever and whatever I'm- they called your brand at the time but now in 2020s i don't know how much that exists I, like w- when ana de Armas is doing the same vitamin water partnerships that an influencer i've never heard of is too i i don't know what the difference is with like going on a reality show versus like I don't I don't know what you're sacrificing in that sense I truly don't know
1: I am gen x too so I and I was in a punk band so I come from the school that you're talking about of like you don't sell out and it's important um I've left all that behind my question is more like let's say I talk about my podcast on the show which of course I would try to and then like what if I hate how it gets portrayed and how I'm portrayed you know
3: that's an, Well, I think the two things that I'm feeling about this are like, if if it's a, like a reinvention or like a purpose you're looking for, I don't think you're going to feel as satisfied if that purpose is coming from someone else mm. because it's something you're not going to be in control of and it's also just going to feel like eventually you're like, oh, am I just globbing onto this thing that's not mine? Am I less fulfilled by this than I am on my podcast? And is this going to take over you and your ability to do your podcast? And the other thing uh, I think is that like, I think that's a big thing, but now I've forgotten what my other point was. I, I think about <laughs> just the fact that, like, yeah, I don't know. I think if it's a reinvention you're looking for, you kind of have to make your own. You can't,
1: right. Like, I should generate it myself. you to
3: be able to uh, control the way they're going to portray it. And even if they portray oh, it in the point. best light, it's just going to become this new thing of your personality that, like, as much as you don't like going back and listening to things that you've done before, it's like, okay, well, here is now – an entire new venue for which Video. so many people will <laughs> yeah. only like, this is the only way they're going to know you. And it's just like, okay, well do you want that part of your image to be completely up to someone else?
1: Right. Oh, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. Demi had a word. He spoke it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, yeah. Reinvention. it is hard to like, <laughs> if the whole thing is Allison 2.0 to yeah, submit that and give that over to a TV show that maybe doesn't have your best interest at heart. Yeah. Tony, what do like you think? Vehicle for that.
0: Yeah, I think it uh it does not sound appealing to me. Uh I I would not do it if I was you. Um I this is not really a thing I've I've talked about often. Uh and ooh, play I think a I, drop enough time has passed that I probably can.
2: My Tony my, my wife, <laughs> That's
0: okay. Uh I as a, as a part of of Motion City soundtrack uh there was actually a reality show that we were basically offered at one point and uh it was seemed very strange to me and i was the one person in the band that kind of had zero interest in doing it mm-hmm. uh to the point that like i felt I felt so strongly about it that I was I was if things had proceeded further I was already in my head like I don't think I can do this I think I would have to to quit. Oh wow! Um, it just was like it just doesn't it's not appealing to me because this would have been a thing like where we were it was almost like the it was like the real world but then making an album. Uh, I'll just say it the show ended up still happening and no one I don't think anybody watched it it was an MTV thing called Band in the Bubble. And band in the bubble, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my uh, yeah, it was like 2007, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, thankfully, in the end, like when things were kind of looking like it might happen, then it there were some uh factors of the deal that finally everybody else was like, oh no, we no, we don't want this. And I was so relieved because I just, yeah, I wanted nothing to do with it, it sounded Which miserable. Band?
1: To me. Which band ended up doing it? Do you remember uh,
0: Cartel?
1: I don't
2: know them.
0: Never heard Cartel, of Cartel. Wow. Yeah, hey, I think
2: we I need think... more bands in bubbles these days, though, right, guys? <laughs> mm. So true. Right. I mean, it's yes. a little time, a little heavy time.
0: It just uh, seemed so unappealing to me, and I also it seemed so cheesy to me, also, and that was a concern of mine as well. But I will say that, like, again, like you guys are all reacting, like you never even heard of the show, so like ultimately you know, it probably would have just literally it's, done nothing. It's
2: consequenceless. I don't know. Yeah. Well, also media exists different in two thousand seven than it does in twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty as well, rather, not in two years from now. But yes. like because <laughs> it feels like it feels like whatever video exists will exist forever now. That's <laughs> that's right. created. Whereas two thousand seven stuff if you didn't record it and slap it on YouTube was only what, two years old at that time. It came out in two thousand five. So yeah. people weren't just like uploading everything. So maybe it would have I don't know stayed around longer so if you do this allison it'll be a mark on your life for the rest of your life <laughs> is what I'm
1: saying. right i mean there are things like there are you know when all the corolla stuff shook out like there are particular stories that came out about it or headlines where i'm still like Ugh, like i wish that would just get buried like i'm so tired of that coming mm-hmm. up when someone searches me um, and then there was stuff that was totally great this i don't think this would be as odious as that but you're right like when someone i mean all of us generate our own content and when someone else controls it it doesn't feel good
3: no it also feels like when someone else controls it and you are like when someone else controls it and you Like, that's the only, again, when that's the only way by which a certain amount of people know you, it's just sort of, it's such a frustrating thing to have that kind of take and like creep over into the things that you're doing, where it's just sort of like, okay, you'll do your podcast, but there'll be listeners from your podcast who only know you as the reality show person, and therefore it's like they want some of that, and you're like, well, that's not, that was a different, that was a heavily edited version of me, it's not who I am. And then right. you, have, you sort of have this like crisis of image where it's like, should I be more like that? Or should I do this thing? It's just like it, even if it feels like, Oh, it's just this one time thing. It might slowly start creeping into other things you do. And it's just like, what's, what are the pluses?
1: I don't know. Did you guys ever watch real housewives at all? Like, do you know who Kelly Ben Simone is?
3: I do not. I do not. Okay. I did not.
1: So <clears throat> I'll make this fast because I don't know. I, I forget. I think she was on real housewives of New York and she came off. In my limited exposure to that show at the time, she came off as like unhinged and crazy. And before that, I had worked, I was filled in as an editor at Page Six Magazine, which was part of the New York Post empire. Um, And at that time, Kelly Ben Simone was a columnist, I believe or like either she was a contributor or a columnist, but she was a resource. I remember I was writing a story about fashion. Again, this was not my wheelhouse, but it had been assigned to me. And someone's like, email Kelly, ask her your questions. And I did. And she wrote back and she gave me all this information. She was like a legit, respectable, normal person. And yet, because of the way she was portrayed on that show. And again, I don't actually know. For all I know, she i don't know who the real her is i just know that when i was at that magazine everyone at the magazine regarded her as like a normal person like the rest of you know of us and yet after the spin of that show i still think of her a little bit as kind of unhinged like right. that's how strong those images created by the shows are yeah Okay, I'm going to do it anyway, though. But thanks, guys. You're
3: welcome. No <laughs> Godspeed and good luck. Your body, your choice. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's
2: what that means.
1: <laughs> that's what I take it to mean. Um, so I feel like I saw four million Instagram stories of my Kevin and new Jenny, haircut of your new haircut. Thank you. <laughs> Three do of you them. have a new haircut? Ooh. Ooh. Oh my god! <laughs> um, <laughs> <Genuinely> no,
2: startling
1: <laughs> of the celebration on a car's roof at a gas station on election day Mm -hmm. or a few days after Saturday
2: after election day.
1: Tell me everything because that was like, um, a pretty pivotal gathering that I was not aware of, not invited to. I felt like all the cool people are out, and I am not. What? No one going was invited. On? You just kind of shut up. You <laughs> drove by to the I- gas station, and you it was
3: were a absorbed gravitational
2: into it. force. It was a magnet that drew everyone nearby to it.
1: Yeah, but I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not cool enough to be drawn by that magnet. Uh, Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, it was pretty weak by the time it got here.
2: What the parade? Or the no, the, 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 the yeah. force yeah. Yeah, it, it kinda it kinda dies out when it gets to the San Fernando <laughs> I don't Colorado. think it extended <laughs> past Vermont, honestly. No, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> That's Vermont Street yeah. for anyone yes. who's that was, that was uh, mostly all, all Demi and Addy. Demi yeah. and uh our friend Addy Weyrich.
3: Yeah, it was basically uh it feels like it had a weird genesis, but basically I woke up to bagpipes uh that morning. There was someone just playing bagpipes on the corner of the street. And as I like looked out the window, I heard people honking and cheering. I was like, oh, it happened. We did it. And then I went downstairs and I, I had my melodica and I just put on a bathrobe and I was like, I'm gonna go play uh, music with this guy. And so I started playing uh, melodica on the street. And I texted my friend Addie because she lives like diagonally from me, just like come out. There are people partying on the street. And she did. Uh, and we were just hanging on the corner. And then uh, Paul Shear of all people drove up and was like, you guys got to go uh, down to the corner. There's a bunch of people celebrating over there. And so like I went and changed and we walked down to the corner and we just saw like a crowd of people. Uh, and Addie had driven down there. She parked her car at the gas station and we were like, this is great. I wish like, she was like, yeah, my car over there. I think we could. And we were both like, oh, stand on the top. And so we like (laughs) stood on the top of the car. And then next thing, like next thing, you know, we're just like, It's just this force of people like driving by and everyone on every corner of that street is cheering and celebrating. Someone showed up with a speaker at one point and then we were like, okay, it's tune time. And then we just started playing music and just more and more people were showing up and just putting in requests for songs. And we were just playing them. And then I don't know, Kevin, did you text me or what happened?
2: What for me to show up? Oh, yeah. I was well. I saw on your Instagram stories, like, "Hey, the real party's at uh, Hillhurst and Los Feliz, which is the cross yeah. sta- uh, section of that 76 station." So and, i was like hell.
1: Y- but did wh- you recognize where the gas station was from? The- yeah, yeah. Well, no, I it's didn't. An see iconic the gas, gas station.
2: station. So basically, the way I found out the news of the election, I was walking around my neighborhood in, in sleepy town Pasadena. Saw it at 8:45, like right when it was called. And I just like had this moment of like, and I just wanting to share something with someone. I heard one person far away, maybe a block or two, just go, woo. And I was like, well, I want a little more than that. So I was like, I'll drive by. I'll honk the horn at Demi and Addy, and then that'll be that. But then I got there, I was like, "Oh, this, this, this is already different." At like eleven forty-five or ten forty-five, whenever it was, it was already popping.
3: It was in. It was so early in the day, and the energy was so like it was a nighttime party. Like it feels like we were uh, doing donuts in a parking lot outside of a high school. I don't. It was insane.
2: True. I mean, it felt like an act of God that it was called on a Saturday morning. So it oh, was yeah. the whole day that people <laughs> had, and people had off work and. Truly, I've never experienced a day where literally everyone in eyesight was smiling. Like, not even just like the people who were dancing, like, you know, uh, like down, you know, at the actual station, but everyone driving by and everyone honking the horn, everyone stop at the stoplight was just like, "Ah!" like, truly,
3: genuinely joyful. Yeah. It was so great to just like, I was like, well, obviously not everyone that drives by is going to stop or like honk the horn or anything, but it did feel like every single person that drove by was very happy to see the celebration. And there were so many just like, little like, yeah! And then like a lot of people just driving by with like, giant flags just like, bursting out of their sunroofs. There was one point at which, and we are trying so hard to find a video of it, a family pulled up to like, the stoplight, a kid climbed on the roof and did a backflip off the roof and everyone went nuts for it. What? What's going on? (laughs) And then, yeah, it's just like, it feels like every time another car came, by, it was just like they had a, either a Biden-Harris sign or like a fuck Trump sign or some sort of thing that were that was very much like, we're in this with you. And I feel like I'm just like desperate for that energy again of just sort of like feeling like the entire, like there wasn't one time a person drove by and like seemed upset or like disappointed or even just sort of like uh, tisk tisk to you guys. It was just pure uh, unanimous joy. And I loved it. No, no
2: boys of a proud
3: variety to be seen.
0: <laughs> what about the uh, it, uh, gas station employees? Was there ever any?
3: Not one. I went wow. to go buy like, a Powerade from the guy, and he was smiling, and she's like, hey, Like he just seemed totally <laughs> up for it. I don't know. That's amazing. <laughs> it was, yeah. sounds fun. Yeah. It was so right. Rad- and two, just like the true,
2: and it's a little different for me because that's Demi's actual neighborhood, but like, uh, for me, coming from Pasadena and driving out there, even having a lot of friends out there it was it was so cool to see the feeling and the true sense of neighborhood genuine community and we just we we have that so in often in los angeles because of the sprawl like unlike in new york and even other east coast cities where they just take to the streets and spike lee's breaking bottles of champagne over his head in brooklyn you know all the time like it it's a little bit different so it was fun to create that and to like another rare pandemic experience to like run into people that you were not mm-hmm. planning on seeing that day of like, Oh my God, it's Molly. It's Eric. It's this yeah. guy, you know, like people that you haven't seen in a long time c- just cause like they saw it and it was, it was the place. It
3: rules. Like, I learned so many so people cool. lived in my neighborhood. I was like, Oh, Hey, you're down the street. Oh you. Yeah. Okay. The funniest
2: no, I... ones were, um, Ellen Pompeo. Driving yeah.
1: Oh really? The video. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Meredith. Meredith Grey herself, and then, um... What, A did she, like, honk and celebrities. stuff? Celebrities.
3: No, she didn't make herself known, I think, when she...
2: It was, She following. posted
3: about it on Instagram after yeah. the fact, and we were like, oh, what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then Mariah Carey retweeted it. I, I was gone, but I was only there for four hours. Demi and Addie were there for eight, seven, yeah, seven eight. hours. And when like at nighttime fell and they started playing "All I Want for Christmas Is You," and then Mariah Carey t- retweeted and said, "Like <laughs> I love whatever, whatever she said." She just co-signed it. Basically, it was awesome.
1: What other celebs were there? I mean, aside from
3: uh, you guys, I saw
1: uh, Kamala Harris came by. Kamala
2: uh... did come by. She
3: <laughs> gave a big speech on the car. And she we said, it
2: out. "We did it. <laughs> we did <laughs> it. Presidential. You're gonna be the next president." uh really fun times i mean the top 10 day not even just for 2020 but just of like the last few years and the fact that it happened in 2020 felt mind-blowing too
3: i think that's why it was so joyful we were it's like we've all been stuck inside our houses all year and then it's like we just get one moment to like feel like we're part of a community and just it's like we just wanted joy and to be together and it's like people we literally took to the streets being like just give us something and here was just a a center where it was like you can get we're here all day like I was texting people just being like yeah it's uh you should swing by here and then they were like I'm not gonna be there till five and I was like we're here (laughs) like I don't know what to tell you
1: (laughs) I have a few questions I have three questions let's see if I I feel like I'm gonna forget them by the time I get out one do you think If I had been there, I would not be considering this reality show. Hmm.
2: (laughs) Uh, Walk us through that, Alex. Okay, so
1: (laughs) for you guys, this was this, like, cathartic, joyful, elation-fueled moment, which was extra profound in light of having been isolated in 2020. And for me, I'm considering this because I think 2020 is getting to me and it's making me feel like I need something new. And mm. I'm saying, had I been there, maybe my, my cup, my soul cup would oh, have been filled and then I would remember who I am. So I, is a go ahead, Demi.
3: I don't think that would be the case because I don't feel like now I'm like, Oh, I, I don't feel isolated anymore. I kind of feel like I'm, it's back to how it was before oh, that, but it was okay. just sort of like yeah. one nice, shining moment. And it feels like, like it, it's like a thing that I can look back on and go, oh, that was nice, but I'm not suddenly just like, oh, I, I don't want to ever hang out with people again. I'm like, <laughs> <fool. laughs>
1: Got it. Okay. Now, my second question Where did you guys go to the bathroom? I didn't. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't didn't either. And you you had a Powerade in the midst of all that. Yeah. Well, you sweated it out.
3: Yeah. You definitely sweated it out. And people did. uh, People were very kind and kept uh, being like, "You need water." And like two different points in the day, I just like drank a full thing of water. Oh yeah. Also sweated out. Liz gave us waters on the
2: and and then someone put in a pizza order for everybody. So we were it was crazy. We were handing out pizza (laughs) like it was a youth group lock in or something. It was it rocked. It was and the champagne bottles
3: just. It, it was an endless supply of champagne from yeah. somewhere. I don't know. Every where. every like hour or so, someone would walk up, just like, "Hey, pop this," and I was like, "Okay."
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, two point five question, and then I got a third question. Did you see any cops ever?
3: No. no. What a joy.
1: And then my last question. Um. Oh yeah, did what? Ha- did something happen to her car roof? Because I think I saw some tweets. We happened yeah. to her car. We <laughs>
3: happened to her car <laughs> yes. roof. Uh, she, she was very like aware of the car roof and what was happening to it as we were there. But she was also just kind of like, "This is fine. Like I'll get it fixed." This is worth the damage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and she took it to a place, uh, who like gave her a quote on how much it would cost to fix it. And, uh, she like, like people throughout the day had been like, please let us give you some money. And she was like, no, no, it's fine. But then eventually she, the quote was a lot higher than she expected. So she tweeted out this being like, uh, the quote was higher than I expected. If anyone would like to chip in, that would be nice, but you also don't have to. Uh, a few people retweeted it and she got, she like covered the cost of it, but then the donations were pouring in so much that she was like, any extra donations are going to be uh, donated to Sella, which is a neighborhood or, uh, homeless organization. Uh, and she raised like 4,000 extra dollars to donate, which was just
1: wow. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
3: Very
2: cool. Which by the way, like whatever the cost of the car repairs were. I would have paid myself to have that day, like truly, and I think a lot of people felt that way, even just like secondhand, oh, of, yeah. like, oh yeah, there's like I'm I'm not just I'm I am paying for something just for like that release of joy.
1: Despite my joking about it, about feeling left out that I wasn't there, um, just looking at the pictures did bring me joy. Yeah, same. like it was really That's fun good. to see.
3: It was very funny how uh, how many people where it's like I had not talked to them in ages were just sort of like I've seen like forty different angles of you on a car today. What's <laughs> yeah. going on? My mom texted. My mom called me and I uh, I was just sort of like I'll have to call you back. I'm busy and she was just like okay uh, call me back. I saw photos of you on a car roof. Anyway, I hope you get down safely. Bye. <laughs> and I called so her at the other day being like yeah I'm fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so funny. I know. It became the car roof. Yeah. Heard, banged around on the yeah,
3: around the world.
2: Well, it was on Colbert. Colbert oh, really? played a
3: little clip of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I yeah, That's it was also, so cool. It was also very funny later that day when it was on the local news and I got so many texts and I was just like, how are, how do this many people watch the local news? I didn't know. That's what
2: they were texting about is local news. That's yeah. They so were just like,
3: yo, I saw you on the news. I was like, you were? Were you just watching the new? What's what going on? Minecrawler? Come on! <laughs> yes,
1: <sir. laughs> yeah. Oh my First gosh! Well, day. speaking of photos, I want to tell you guys about the skylight frame. This Perfect is something. Thank you. I'm the queen of segways. I don't know if you know that about me.
2: You and George queen. W. Bush. <laughs> Wait, what kind of segways does he do? Well, he fa- he famously fell off one like
1: 17 years
2: ago.
1: <laughs> oh right! Oh my god, that was fast. I'll, I'll find a you're, picture of it. You're the king of Segway humor, Thank but you. I'm the queen of Segway segways. Um, but anyway, the skylight frame is this wonderful photo frame that you can instantly update by email. You instantly update photos to it and it then plays the photos Um, way before they were a sponsor. Daniel was like, hey, I have the perfect gift for the grandma's this year for Christmas. And we gave his mom one and we gave my mom one. And my mom has it prominently displayed. And it's got all these baby pictures of the kids. And whenever we go to their house, Elliot and now Owen, they just become mesmerized by it. And Elliot even knows how to operate it, which is, and my mom knows how to operate it. So if a grandma and a three-year-old can operate it, You can definitely operate it. Um, And it just makes a great gift for right now when, you know, the holidays are probably not going to be how we expect them to be. And they can be lonely and all this. Um, Sending photos to Skylight is effortless. Everyone in the family can just email them your personal Skylight email address and they'll pop up in seconds. Uh, It has a a gorgeous 10-inch touchscreen. You can swipe through photos with your finger and even tap to thank the person who sent a photo. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your Skylight, they offer a full refund. Now as a special offer, you can get ten dollars off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe dot com and enter code Allison. That's right, to get ten dollars off your purchase of a skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter code Allison. That's Skylight Frame S K Y L I G H T F R A M E dot com promo code Allison. And speaking of Elliot, as I was a moment ago, I want to Elliot and Owen, I want to tell you guys um about something that has really saved my buns with them. And it's called KiwiCo. And they send you these boxes with a, pro- it's like a project box tailored to the kids age um relating to steam. So science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And they're so creative and so much fun. And what I do is I receive the boxes because I am subscribed. I receive the boxes and then I don't give them to my kids right away. I put them away for when I need something like a reward or something distracting, um, which if you're a parent, you know that you have moments where you're like, I need um, a Hail Mary. You guys, anyone who knows sports, am I using that correctly?
3: Oh yeah, I, I know, sports know sports, and you're sports. using it perfectly. <laughs> thank
1: you, thank you. Kevin I don't believe also
3: knows hailing. So
1: yeah, I don't, I don't believe either. I don't believe anything anyone is saying, but I do use the. But it's just great because Elliot is so fascinating. Every each box is like a joy to open. Um, one of his favorites is a fishing, uh kit game kind of thing, and it's got this like, um lake that Velcro's clothes, it's fabric, and then it's got these fish and then it's got fishing poles and there's a little book that comes with it. And it's just, it's so great. Um, and like I said, it's geared to your, to your kid's ages. Co is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at Co. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line with code Allison at KiwiCo. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com, promo code Allison. Again, that's KiwiCo dot com, promo code Allison. Okay, and I'm back. Are we about to see George Bush falling off a segue? Right there, baby. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> we have... I love it
3: in a a four panel. It makes it look like a cartoon. (laughs) Yes.
1: It feels like a, it does feel animated. And I was right on the dot. It was
2: 2003, 17 years ago. This
0: is in Maine.
2: I don't know why this stuck with me, but it sure did. Yes. Applause. Applause for him. Thank you.
1: So, that was for
0: you nailing the date, really.
1: If you, need oh, okay, to s- you. <laughs> if you need to see that, which you do, patreon.com slash Alison Rosen, you can see the video. So, Demi, you are writing for a new late night show, yes? That is correct. How's it going?
3: It's great. Tell uh, us about it's, it. It's the Amber Ruffin show on everyone's favorite uh, streaming service, Peacock. Everyone's got it. Everyone has it. You know already. Um, but it's it's free. But uh, it. It's just been so lovely. It's like Amber's the best boss. My coworkers are the best. Uh, just everyone is so lovely. It feels like a dream. Room. Wait,
2: did you say Amber's the best boss?
3: Yes, I did, Bruce. Yes, <laughs> I did. I think did. you I'm might sorry. have
2: forgot about someone. I did not. <laughs> okay,
3: Three,
1: four. <laughs> I, I'll see myself out. Wait, did you did you work with Bruce?
3: That's Bruce right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and no, I'll
2: never work with Demi did you wee back <laughs>
3: I hate Bruce, September. Well, Bruce and I have a big rivalry. He's a big uh, December boy. When that's right. Born? Where were you born?
2: <laughs> I was born September 23rd, 1949. Oh, so In Monmouth jealous. County Hospital.
3: Oh, that's a lot of detail for you to have, Bruce. Well,
2: I should know it. It's that's my birthday. not wrong. Anyway, good seeing you guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh-oh.
3: Come on. But the show is great. It's just, it's so nice to, like, work for someone who I don't feel like I have to modify my voice to write stuff for her. Mm -hmm. So it's just been very lovely. And, like, again, like, it's a dream writing staff. Uh, The other writers are just so funny and brilliant. I'm just, everything we write, I'm like, oh, it's so cool this gets to be on TV. So that's, it's great.
1: And is this all done remotely?
3: Yeah, we're all on Zoom. Is that weird? It is weird. Uh, I have not met one of the other writers in person ever before, uh Jenny Hagel, who is the co-head writer. Um, But it's also, I think it's like, it works so well for quarantine just because of the uh, nature of the show and the fact that it's like the show itself started in a COVID time. So it feels like everything we're producing isn't like, oh, we got to convert this existing idea of what a late night show is into this format. It's like, no, mm-hmm. we have an idea of what our show is and that's what we're writing to. But it does, it is upsetting just because I love a writer's room and i love getting the bounce off of other people in a writer's room uh and also if it weren't for covid i'd be in new york right now and that would be lovely <laughs> but yeah
1: oh is the is she in new york
3: yeah they shoot all in new york which is like ah. it's great that i can be here and still work on the show but i also love new york and was uh relishing the opportunity to go to new york for 10 weeks and just work on that but new right. york that's just across the river from new jersey <laughs> sure is where Grace. i am come on you know your geography yeah, that's one of my tunes. Bruce, why are you playing your own music so loud? Well,
2: I guess I'm a narcissist.
1: <laughs> I think you're going to need to sing. I don't want to. <laughs> oh,
3: that's you all you get. To say that I don't want to. Well, I'm a people pleaser.
2: It's an insecurity of mine. That's very kind of you. <laughs> well, Thanks.
3: You guys want to hang out after this? Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, with what? Uh, You know, just things. You got a Zoom happy hour to go to? Come on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, point taken, I understand. I'll see myself out again. I guess everybody does have a hungry heart. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye, Bruce. (laughs) Man, I was, I could not. I'm such a fan of his. I was speechless the whole time. I couldn't even say anything. We could, I was
3: like, Mm -hmm. no, Kevin, you should really ask for an autograph.
2: Hubba, hubba. Who knew that rock legends could zoom bomb? I hope Neil Young comes next episode. (laughs) (laughs) What are you guys talking about? That's just a bad impression of a Neil Young. (laughs) I was like, that's Elmo.
1: I don't know what Neil Young's speaking voice sounds like, really. Neither do I.
0: It's pretty normal. It's it's not it's, it's he's one of those guys that the speaking voice doesn't match the singing voice. Uh,
2: right. You know what says I do feel like I have a good Bruce Springy uh, Bruce Spring scene <laughs> speaking voice impression, but it's so accurate and not enough people know it that it doesn't read at all. No one knows who I'm <laughs> doing
3: unless they really know him. <laughs> That's like my Christoph Waltz.
2: Oh, it's oh here. I, I think your Christoph Waltz is good.
3: Oh thank you so much, Kevin Parter. <laughs> have you all heard about my daughter alita battle angel
2: wait Such i heard you were an author
3: robot. are you an yeah. author no i'm not an author i have i've done a bit of writing of my own but it's not anything i've published in a official capacity
2: oh i thought you were the author of all my pain are you not <laughs>
3: no i am not the author of all your pain okay james bond is the author of all my pain
2: oh see i didn't
3: consider that angle i'm so sorry that's what it is
2: yeah hey you were good in that muppet movie i think thank
3: you i don't remember doing it myself to be perfectly honest with you kevin
2: okay no fair is fair Uh, also you shouldn't work with woody
3: allen that's kind of messed up that you did that remains to be seen. I want him to have his day in court. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> you and Richard Kind. Oh man. Oh, thanks for coming by,
1: Christoph.
3: Anytime.
1: Christoph, do you know Bruce Springsteen?
3: I do. We we worked together for a brief period of time in the 2010s, I believe. Is he around? Yeah, that Oh, yeah,
2: no, I'm here. I'm here. I just Hello, had my, my
3: screen off. Buddy. Hey, Crystal. Oh, it's good to see you, man. It's good to see you too. Have you met my daughter Alita Battle Angel? <laughs> no, but I
2: saw that movie and I loved
3: it. Oh, thank you. Oh, big eyes, right? That's right. Yeah. No, that was another film that I was also in. Oh,
2: that's right. Oh, yeah. Yes. With, you like with, projects with big eyes,
3: right? I love a big eye, especially the biggest <laughs> eye of all in *Glorious Sauron*. Oh, okay. *Glorious <sighs> Bastard*. Sure. Oh, okay. I wish Sauron. I've been trying to get myself into one of those *Lord of the Rings* television projects they're doing over at Amazon.
2: Oh yeah, the ones where it's like it's *Lord of the
3: Rings*, but now they're fucking. That's right. <laughs> I was the one who said they should have sex
2: yeah that that sounds like
3: you that was me i sent them an email being like look jeffrey that's what i call mr bezos i said (laughs) jeffrey if you're going to have the elves in the series you should update it so that they do the things that everybody loves to do like kissing and then the rest of it
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh christoph bruce what are you guys what are you gonna do for thanksgiving this year
2: well, I'm, I'm making, I'm making a big old turkey for the whole family. Gonna carve one up for me and Patty, my wife of, uh, 24 years, I think. And, uh, you yeah, know, we're just staying at home. <laughs> well, I don't know. It gets a little hazy in the nineties because we, we had our son Evan before we were married. We had him out of wedlock. Sure. And, uh, so we, but we've been together since 1988, basically.
1: <laughs> and Christoph, That's- what about you?
3: Oh, I'm going to watch one of my famous films that I was starring in, which what I can not of your famous you, films. <laughs> that's right. One of my <laughs> famous films that I starred in. Uh, Maybe the, the most z- famous. That's right. The Zero Theorem by Terry Gilliam. I watch it every year around Thanksgiving because <laughs> it reminds me of Thanksgiving because I watched it the first time on Thanksgiving.
2: Mm, oh, my, Terry like- Gilliam. I love Brazil. I played all Bunch of shows in Brazil with the E Street Band. (laughs) Also, I love that movie.
3: (laughs) You're such a card, Bruce. I admire your wit. Hey, you got me. Fair and square.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, my voice is getting a little sore, so I'm going to head out. (laughs) (laughs)
3: All right. Farewell. All right. Hey, another great movie. Lulu Wang. I love, love that movie. I didn't see it because I wasn't in it.
2: Oh, wait, you don't see any movie that you're not in?
3: That is correct.
2: If I had that policy, the only movie I'd ever see is High Fidelity. <laughs>
3: I'm, uh, I have a cameo in that. Oh, I wouldn't I've never seen it. Again, I was not acting at that time.
2: No, oh, it's pretty good, you know. John Q said like before he started looking real weird, you know, in the two thousands. <laughs> <2000s. laughs> it's good, it's good. Jack Black, great Jack Black,
3: uh supporting performance. I don't know who that is. Interesting. You sure don't know
2: a lot about movies, Christoph.
3: I really only like to focus on the projects for which I am directly involved and paid for my involvement. Okay,
2: so you <laughs> have seen it, but you've seen Carnage a bunch.
3: Yes, many a time.
2: <laughs> <And> Interesting.
1: scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye. No, you can keep going. I just, I felt like you might need an out.
3: No, actually, Christoph just ran out of here. I don't know why. He said, you said scene, and I think he thought a scene was starting somewhere that he needed to be a part of.
0: That makes sense, yeah.
3: Yeah. And
2: I think Bruce thought there was, like, some scene on the boardwalk that he needed to get to with all those
3: Jersey types.
1: Now I feel bad. I feel like I, I what if I, like, clipped off the creativity while it was still in full bloom?
3: I don't think you
1: did that. I, I think just it was felt like you guys teams. might be like, oh, shoot, what do we do?
3: You are very correct. I was very much like, <clears throat> okay, uh, I need an out or else we're just doing this for the rest of the show.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to try to lead Christoph Waltz into asking me how many of my songs are in, how many of Bruce's songs are in Waltz time, to which I think there's like three, which makes sense. Three. You know too much about oh. Bruce Springsteen. Yep. No, I don't I think like how <laughs> <laughs> knowledgeable this was.
1: Um, I say, let's do some deleted tweets, a segment we haven't done in a really long time, oh, where okay. we share tweets that we thought of tweeting, but, d- but didn't. And there is a rocking, rollicking song, which I haven't heard in far too long. Feel that beat.
2: I believe we have a deleted tweet. Not so sweet. Maybe that, is Think be that quick, we I
1: we have a deleted tweet. Love it. Okay. I'm actually oh, trying see. to go to my own drafts folder. Okay, is so it, are these
2: drafts? Are these tweets it, we it, tweeted and deleted?
1: Oh, my are, God. That's – it really – It started with tweets we thought of tweeting, but didn't. So sometimes they're in a drafts folder, but you haven't sent them. It could be a like literally deleted tweet, though. If you had one that
2: you remember deleting and we tweeted and then deleted
1: after the fact. It could be that or it could just be something that you thought like I my generally all the tweets that I think of tweeting, including like six this week, involve my bowels in some way. Okay, And it's like I just really want a place I can a safe space to go to talk about what's going on with my bowels. But I know that (laughs) even though I'm disgusting, (laughs) that's even more disgusting. Mm hmm. No,
2: I I agree. It is disgusting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Excuse me for clearing my throat right into the mic. That's a real rookie move. Yes. So I think my deleted tweet would be something like Should I form a burner account just to talk about what's going on with my bowels? But like I didn't send it because it's also gross.
2: Yeah. What do you think? What do you think the numbers would have been on that? How many RTs? How many likies?
1: You know, I'm going to say one one retweet or so, two. And then in terms of likes, maybe like less than 30. Like that's it's just not going to be a popular tweet. It's not going to do numbers.
3: Like, I feel like gross stuff travels if it's phrased well though, cuz people people like uh seeing someone I think grossness is so human that people enjoy it, but it's just you got to do it right. It can't right, just be like, get- oh, I can't stop shitting. People are like, "What?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> grossness is it human or is it dancer think it's about both. it
3: okay it's a it's a dance with the toilet okay
2: <laughs> hey i love man the toilet's your dance partner and you gotta do a yeah. even do. if we were
1: dancing on the john plop <laughs> <laughs> plop 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 oh I don't God. like
3: that don't like that
1: <laughs> all right what about you guys
3: Uh, I generally, like, I, if I think of something that I, I, I'll try to just tweet it immediately because I don't have the Twitter app on my phone. So if it's like a joke, I'll just, and if I don't tweet it immediately, I'll just write it down and look at it every so often and be like, what's this for? Uh, but the only things that I uh, have (laughs) that I could find that I was like, oh, I'll share this, uh, was one tweet that was me walking into a room visibly bruised after losing a fight to Mark Wahlberg. You should see the other guys. (laughs)
1: <laughs> ah, oh, man that's good
2: that would have that would have done some boffo business on twitter that's right com, and now I'll it's free for
3: any listener to just steal oh,
2: i <laughs> love that oh yes everyone who's listening steal all, all of our tweets and tweet yeah. them at the same time and who's if all my... of
1: our tweets <laughs> all of our tweets i love that musical if my bm tweet does well you let me know
2: okay yeah you yeah. should
1: what about you, Kevin?
2: Well, I had an interesting one because we... When was that huge earthquake here where it's like everyone felt like the walls were shaking? It was yeah. like two months ago. You remember that? It was like early summer. It all I blends. Like. Maybe it was August or something. I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, so that happened. And my instinct was to tweet... <laughs> that was Chadwick and RBG hugging in heaven. Because she had just died the day before. Someone did tweet that. And well, that, was... Okay, so here's, here's the story with it. Oh. So I said that to my friend on the phone because we called each other. I'm like, did you feel that? She was like, yeah. And then I said, I really want to tweet. That was Chadwick and RBG hugging. And she said, no, don't tweet that. That's, that's off-color, inappropriate. And then I checked Twitter, and our friend Brothy Gupta tweeted the exact same thing. She tweeted, that was Chadwick and RBG hugging in heaven. It was- Hi.
1: Dumb question. Who's Chadwick?
3: Yeah. Uh, Chadwick? Chadwick Boseman. He plays Black Panther.
1: Oh, yeah. yes.
3: Okay. Oh. Kevin, I thought it was so funny. I uh, not only retweeted it, but texted Broti directly saying she was the funniest person I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had tweeted it... Might have been I your text, man.
2: I know. And my friend, she was like, No,
3: it's in bad taste. I've gotten some I've gotten some bad Twitter tips this pandemic. I'll I, say I, that think much. It's, I think it's because a lot of people for some reason think of like they're like Kevin's image to me is not that. So whenever you do something like that, they're always just like, Kevin, don't. And I'm always just like it's a good joke. It was a good joke. What I think we, that's right. What did we ask you to tweet that everyone's like, no, Kevin? The thing, the thing that, and
2: this was a council of friends, it was like in a group chat or some group Zoom thing. <laughs> the thing I wanted to tweet, is, well, I said it in conversation. I was like, well, guys, on the upside, no school shootings the past few months. Right. Uh, and then I tweeted a version of that and it did so poorly. And then there was yeah. a similar tweet that did gangbusters. <laughs> and I think it is a voice thing because Brothy is like more of a stinker on Twitter. Yeah. Like Wait, she's but,
1: Sorry, I cut you off, but I, I'm still not I feel like I um there's like a scrambled egg in my brain. Why would it be in poor taste?
2: What, to tweet that no school shootings have happened No no
1: no that no <laughs> to tweet that that was Chadwick and RGB hugging in heaven.
2: Well, because they had just passed away, like, a month I'm... and a day ago, I think, I respectively, feel like there's something or whatever the gap was. about that's it.
3: why it's so funny, but also that's... because it feels like, it's like, if I know who you are, then I can tell that it's, like, making fun of the type of person who tweets that in all earnest, and that's, that's why it's funny thing. to me. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's what's hard, because there were sincere tweets going around of, like... Chadwick just got to heaven and said queen to RBG. And she just said <laughs> king to him or whatever yeah, that Paul Walker's nonsense. doing the
3: Wakanda salute or whatever. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I,
2: or yeah, when you see like fan art of Alex Trebek in heaven and the contestants are RBG and two other people that died this year. It's
1: I see. Like, so oh, you're, man. so you are, oh my God. I don't know if you guys feel that to explain a joke to death makes it the funniest. I know I do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like dissecting this, but your your joke is making fun of that kind of people that I get. Tweet, yes, I totally get it, now guys. That was
2: R B G and Chadwick hugging in heaven. Yeah,
1: right. I thought you were actually sincerely saying it, and I was like, "What's wrong with that?" No, but you're making fun of it. I I totally get it. Sincerely say that. Okay. Um, now equivocating
2: Chadwick Boseman and R B G for a myriad of reasons is mentally ill <laughs> 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 in terms of like on every conceivable level. Oh man.
1: <laughs> um, tone zone. Did you have one? Uh, yeah. So I
0: have a backstory here. So a thing Ooh. that tends to happen fairly regularly for me, well, maybe not fairly regularly, but a, uh, Oftentimes, let's just say when I'm not exactly sober, I will still at least mm-hmm. be in the the mindset of this is funny to me right now, but probably only me and <laughs> and then i'll I'll put it in my drafts and then forget about it, and then eventually open my drafts and like just see all this stuff that is just nonsense, and so I have a lot of those Ooh, and good. uh but the the one that I found just now that I literally have no recollection of. Just says, "Where does one buy some buckwheat?" I'm really jonesing for some bee wheat.
1: <laughs> bee wheat, bee <laughs> wheat.
0: That's it. I don't know why. Bee wheat. I like um,
1: it. Tony, you had a tweet that cracked me up, which was that you don't think you've literally, like, ever literally seen someone sneeze so hard that it would knock over a meatball.
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah.
1: I, you phrased it even better than I did, though. That was funny. Thank um, you. Do you uh, have any deleted tweets, Allison? Well, I shared my
2: The Bow one. Yeah, the Bow one.
1: And then I have another one, which was YouTube's new this is not funny though. Um YouTube's new terms of service say they can place ads on content even if the channels aren't part of the partner program. What the fuck? Do you guys know about that? No. Yeah. No. Um yeah. So I got this email from YouTube saying that that like their new terms of it lists their new terms. of, You know, it's one of those regular, like uh, updating our terms of service things that you get and you never read. But I did look at it. And one of the things says that even if you're not in the YouTube partner program, so the YouTube partner program means that they place ads on your videos and like you get a few, well, I don't get very much, but I don't know how I I forget what the actual breakdown is. It's not very much. Um, But for like big YouTubers, I think that is how a lot, that is a source of income for them. Um, and it says now they can place ads on videos, even if the videos aren't part of the YouTube partner program. And so I was just like, what? Um, but then I decided not to tweet about it because I was just like, I'm just starting out on YouTube, even though I've been there for 400 years. But like, I'm just refurbishing my channel and I don't I don't know. I don't want to run afoul of them. And I actually haven't, and then I didn't say anything about it. And I noticed like a lot of people tweeting about it and I haven't followed it. So I don't know if anything changed. It seemed like something they just wanted to eek by and then maybe it wouldn't last though. I don't know.
2: I don't know. The YouTube restriction stuff is so slippery. I've I've had ads put on my stuff just because it used some copyrighted content. Demi, you've probably had the same too. Oh yeah, every year. It's like. Yeah, just get you get ad slapped on it because you used whatever song or whatever clip. It's always
3: super frustrating when you see what the ads are, when someone's like, this ad popped up, and I'm like, obviously I didn't select that ad, but now I have (laughs) to go in and figure out how to purposefully make sure it can't pop up on there, which is annoying.
1: And it's I don't like, even think you hey,
3: can The ad it.
2: is for the Blue Lives Donation Fund. It's like what you, the
3: fuck. You can block specific <laughs> ads, but it's like such a like you have to figure out like what category it would be, oh. in. it's so annoying.
1: Mm. I didn't yeah. even know you can de- select at all, like what ads they put on. I just know now they have a thing where, like one of the steps in uploading your videos is you you indicate, are uh, is there adult content? Is there you know? All the different sorts of things, but that's like that's not so that you can choose what ads. It's just so that they don't put like yeah. Bible study on something that's a you know where you're like talking about sexual positions, right? Or what hey, have you. That's actually pretty
2: biblical, if you ask me. <laughs> Song of Solomon is freaking filthy. It's called missionary
3: it's, for a reason. Hey, uh,
2: why is it called that?
3: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I also <laughs> wow, don't. That know. really
2: feels like it should be up my alley. Yeah. It, mm. it,
3: well, if it's up your alley, it's not missionary. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I do feel like it has some it has something to do with the the idea that it is a purely procreative uh, sexual position. But I'm also like that's me talking out my ass. Uh, I don't know.
2: Also, not okay. Let's say. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, he uh, d- 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 Yes, I'm googling it. The etymology it's it's uh, in connection with English speaking Christian missionaries who supposedly encouraged the sexual position of new converts in the colonial era. Um however the term probably originated from Kinsey's thank you <laughs> uh sexual behavior in the human male through a confluence of misunderstanding and misinterpretations of the historical documents. Oh, so there's a few there's a few origins here. But yes, it is literally connected to literal missionaries.
1: I find that description to be frustratingly unclear. But you know what is frustratingly clear? <laughs> this is one of my famous segues well, as a segway queen. Hey, That's GWB right. is back, baby. <laughs> That's right. Simply Earth Essential Oils. They send you a Simply Earth box each month. Uh Simply Earth monthly recipe box, perhaps you have some essential oils like me where you're like, ooh, I really like them. They seem cool, like pure essential oils. They smell great and you buy them and they're expensive and they sit on your shelf and you don't know what to do with them. This is why you need the Simply Earth essential oil recipe box. It's like a meal kit box, but it's not edible. Uh, it gives you all the stuff you need to use essential oils and to make really wonderful products that you will use you could there's one where you make candles um you can make like a tonic you can make lotion a face scrub all sorts of stuff and they all smell so good here's how it works you get four pure essential oils and natural ingredients delivered to your doorstep you use the easy to follow recipes to make six different products with the oils and ingredients found in the box uh enjoy the peace of mind that comes with knowing that you're using natural products that you know the ingredients of. Um, using essential oils to support your wellness doesn't have to be overwhelming. Have fun making your home toxin-free with Simply Earth's essential oil recipe box. Plus, get a free 80-milliliter diffuser when you subscribe using my URL, simplyearth.com slash bestfriend. Again, that's simplyearth.com slash bestfriend, simplyearth.com slash bestfriend. I'd like to take a moment to welcome our new patrons, and then I think we should do Some just me or everyone. Um, Welcome. Yes. I do
3: have another uh, deleted tweet that is up Kevin's alley because it's about Ellen DeGeneres.
2: (laughs) Please. Oh, my old friend.
3: (laughs) That's right. Uh, It's I don't think our economy can survive Ellen DeGeneres. Teens are going viral at an alarming rate. She can't give them all free stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway.
1: Nice. Thank you. Um so I'd like to welcome Ryan H, Julie S, Gina G, Serena C, Trent T and Mike C. Uh oh my gosh, Kevin has an Ellen hat. Actually oh no, that's not the truth, Ellen. Oh, you look like an that's an
3: InfoWars a- host. What's it's that? Just, it's too much text and like with the mic in front of your face, you look like an InfoWars host. <laughs> I do. Oh no. I'm sorry. Especially with the beard. Oh,
2: you're right. That's
3: oh, too Lord. much information.
2: This is oh, entire, amazing. This is, this is the first baseball cap I've ever bought in my adult life. Really? Yeah, I don't own any. I, I, I should. It. I should buy a different one, obviously. But this one <laughs> made me laugh.
1: Dakota Johnson's fiery quote.
2: Hmm. Yeah. The first. The first brick thrown at Ellen Wall. Ellen
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wall. That is hilarious. Um. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. You can Patreon. sign up for a year. You get two months. You get two months free. So 12 months, the price of 10. You can't afford not to do it. Okay. Let's do some Just Mirror Everyone. And I believe we we have our own Just me or Everyone's and we have the ones that you guys sent in. Let's hear the song.
2: Sometimes I ponder on. The song is making some- me more. One Here we go. See? <laughs> okay.
1: Kevin. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm trying to get to I'm trying to navigate to a certain spot on Twitter, but now that Wait. there's the fleets, I'm confused. Okay, well while
2: she's doing that, can I can I ask a sincere question? Do y'all have playlists for, intimate, Bonin? for intimacy? Do you have intimacy playlists?
3: I did and I used it while I was sleeping with one person. And then when we stopped sleeping together, I was just sort of like, it feels weird to reuse this. So I deleted it and I was like, uh, I don't oh. want to do this.
2: <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's noble. That's, yeah. that's integrity. That's
3: yeah. I, that's, yeah. that's me. What can I say? <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> Debbie's the kind of guy that doesn't reuse a fuck jam. <laughs> Hold up. We got to stop. I've heard this song before. <laughs>
2: hey, babe, no, I want, I want your songs to be special.
3: <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
0: Anyone else? Anyone else got a? No, I can't say that. I I've literally never done that. Okay. Well, you have the drum
1: set in your room, so you <laughs> yeah, are that's the right. soundtrack, right? Yeah. And I have not either. Although I did lose my virginity to Sunny Day Real Estate, which I know dates me quite a bit. have um, Kevin... you slept with the entire band. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I was awesome. a big fan. Wow. Kevin, what about you? Do you have this playlist?
2: No. Uh, maybe I used to. I don't think I do though. I have a folder called "Sexy" on Spotify with a bunch of different playlists, but they're not. I don't think they're for sex.
3: I made a a very public playlist on my Spotify called "Sex Jams," and it's just uh, "Fast Car" by Tracy Chapman over and over.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just want
3: people to stumble upon it and be like, "Huh?"
2: I made a "Horny Summer 2019" playlist. Maybe that was the closest I've I've gotten to that.
1: I do or- have a question for uh for women. Or women identifying people who might be listening, or actually anyone one. who. What would you say?
2: I said I'll take this one.
1: Okay, um, anyone who wears lingerie, and this is go. This goes way back because uh, my days of sexy lingerie is in the rear, like way far in the rear view, and I don't mean like. What on does my butt. It doesn't have to be, honey. I know, but <laughs> I just think. It, I think for me, it it is right. Who knows? Maybe it was, maybe someday I'll decide. That feels like me again, but I remember wondering like, is it déclassé to reuse lingerie mm. with different people?
2: Uh, I would say I'm. Wait, why am I answering this? Because you decide <laughs> to field it. What do you think? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't feel strange to me. I don't me know. Either. That's like saying, is it? Uh, It's different, but is it gauche for a man to wear the same underwear that he then takes off? It's like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it's not like
0: I wouldn't think the person would know necessarily, you know?
1: Well, I I would always be like, so when I showed this to so-and-so, they felt this way. But what do you think? Oh, I would think be that's, like, was that in poor form. That. I
2: think, yeah. <laughs> don't give the history. What are you doing? I'm no. just
1: kidding. Of course, <laughs> I didn't. That's yeah, too no, much I know that. I. <laughs> Thank you, Joe Quazala. Getting, getting, played on this episode. Um, I know. That they won't know. But I just remembered feeling like there's something weird about this. There's something weird about reusing this. I
3: think it depends on the history also. Because if it's like, oh, my ex gave me this uh, lingerie, then it's like intrinsically tied to that person. And it feels like, oh, I don't know if I, uh," it's just like, you you don't want that
2: necessarily
3: tied into it.
2: Like if their face is sewn onto the crotch of it, then that might be an obstacle.
1: You know what it was? And again, this is a long time ago. Um, you know, women say like, oh, I buy lingerie for me. Um, and they do, they use that voice when they do it. Um, I just, I like to feel sexy, but it specifically was purchased with a certain person in mind. So you're right. It's the link in my own mind. Like it yeah. wasn't like maybe if it was just something that I bought because I liked it, but this was like, but Whatever. at the same
3: time, it's like you get a nice piece of lingerie and then you break up with someone. Is it like, damn, I got to throw this away? Or is it like, I don't know. I don't know what the, the answer that's, is. You weird, though,
2: to make it like just even more across the spectrum? I have associations with people with certain clothes of mine. Of like, oh, I wore this sweater or this shirt the night I met so-and-so or I remember having a crush on this person and I wore this. Yeah. And, and sometimes I can, uh, I, maybe I'm, I get weirdly OCD about clothes stuff.
3: No, uh, I have the, the same thing. Do you really? Yeah. I have like jackets where I'm like, well, I met this person while I was wearing this jacket. And then it feels like, well, I don't want to wear this to a, a, meet a different person. Cause I'll be like, oh, it's the, it's
1: that person's jacket.
2: Uh, <laughs> I know. I guess it's a good argument against a capsule wardrobe in that sense. Yeah.
1: Wait, a capsule wardrobe is what? Like having your like five main pieces. Yeah. Same clothes every day, basically like a uniform. That's oh. what I have. I have leaned into that heavily during quarantine. I already didn't mix it up that much, but during quarantine, like I'm switching up my Zoom tops and stuff. But Zoom tops <laughs> did it. Ba, 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 Zoom <laughs> tops did it. Ba, ba, da, Zoom <laughs> top,
2: tops. What were you gonna say, Demi?
3: I was gonna say. I think it might be an argument for capsule uh, wardrobes, though, because I think if you're wearing the same mm. thing over and over, you don't really connect a person to that your outfit oh, if it's just sort of like that's well, this true. Is everyone's thing. But if you're see, like, no, I wore this jacket and I distinctly remember this jacket on this date, then it's like hard yeah. to... Uh, or it's, also up, it's your own conscience. If you're like, I can separate it, then who cares? I
2: guess maybe, maybe D. Ray McKesson never goes through this.
3: Because he, he just wears it. that puffy jacket all the time. That's right.
1: <laughs> what if it's an argument for capsule friendships? And by that, I mean like you only know two people and that's all you ever see. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's just yeah. a quarantine
3: pod. <laughs> <is> just, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So Just Me or Everyone... Um, I know you guys have your own. Kevin, would you like to start? Oh, yeah. Is it just
2: me or is it everyone that can't time how to buy produce? Mm, that that's feels everyone. Pretty, I, I feel like that's like everyone. See, like 80s stand-up. <laughs> like, yeah. produce? The timing of it, I can never figure it out. But truly, it is such a bummer, especially with eating healthy stuff because the stuff that lasts are preservatives. So to maintain a nutritious lifestyle, it does require planning and timing. And then the discipline to be like, no, I won't get takeout tonight. Or I won't just have like cheese and crackers or chips and salsa or something instead. Cause like all my spinach always goes bad. Most of my bananas go bad. Most of the fruits and veggies I get, like I just end up not using.
3: Right.
1: Four avocados. That oh, was different. Greg Heller. Talking about how ridiculous it is that avocados are sold four to a bunch like at Trader Joe's or I think a lot of places. Well, I think some places, I believe it was Trader Joe's. I don't know where he was talking about, but there was some place where they would sell like a pack of four avocados and it's impossible. You never, you're, he was saying no, he, no one's ever like, oh, awesome. Four avocados. I disagree
0: though strongly because I do it. I buy those regularly.
1: And then what do you do with them?
0: use them because i also, also you, i find what? that when you first buy them they're they're not quite ready yet and then uh you know give it a, a few days or something and then i i use them uh but also but uh, only... i have found i have found out though that if you put avocados in the fridge they last a little longer mm.
2: they i still... thought you weren't supposed to do that
0: is that yeah, really a yeah. thing i don't know why
2: i, I feel like
1: the window the, is the short, mayor said avocados. i shouldn't
3: oh shit
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I were like... to stay outside or for the avocado Stupid. Never mind. <laughs> hey, Tony, can you cut that joke out real quick?
1: <laughs> we're going to have to get Greg back <clears throat> to talk about this because he's passionate about avocados. Um, we throw out bananas so frequently, and mm. in our recent grocery order, there were five more bananas, and I became a point of contention in my marriage. I just said to Daniel, why, why are we still doing this?" Why no. are we still, why, why, why by five?
2: Well, and it's such a, I, and I don't mean to take it to a social justice place, but it is an insult to the minion community to do that. I feel like when you, <laughs> every time you throw <laughs> they out they they a do. banana.
3: I like having bananas go bad. Cause I'm always just like, Oh, it's time to make banana, banana bread. Banana bread. Yes, totally. Yeah, Or banana
2: cookies.
1: Well, the last thing that happened was the bananas went into the freezer with the idea of using them at some point. And then we needed them in the freezer. So we just still, so that time we just threw out really cold bananas. I don't know. Um. So yes, that's not just you at all, Kevin. Great. Demi, what about you? Uh,
3: Is it just me or everyone Uh, that gets anxious when you see a dark window in a loud room? Oh. Like if, if it's, if there's a room with a lot of like, If like a lot of people talking very loud or there's like yelling or something, if I see a, if I see a window where I can't see anything on the other side of it, it makes me very anxious. I'm always like, something's going to pop up there. And I think for me, it's like, something's going to pop up there and I'm not going to be able to get anyone's attention to be like, guys, there's something at the window. But the thing is like when it's quiet or when I'm alone, I don't have any problem with that at all. So I don't know why that is. Wait,
1: I'm trying to understand. Sounds like it's just me.
3: (laughs) No, it might be. It
1: might be. No, you've tapped
2: into the American consciousness here.
3: Well, just like any, like being being in any room, like if you're at a party or something, and it's just it's too loud, or it's like a lot of people are talking. There's a lot of noise. Whatever it is, if you see a dark window where it's like you can't see what's on the other side of the window, maybe because it's nighttime and there's just or there's nothing there or whatever, I always get very anxious. Ooh, I I could see that. Yeah. Because I, I, I wonder... think you
2: were talking about if you saw a house and it was right. loud
3: inside and oh, you no, couldn't no, no, see no. what was going on. No. You mean like if, if you're inside. inside the yes. house. And I'm looking out of a window. I'm like – or it's like if I'm across the room and I see a window where suddenly I'm like, I don't know what's on the other side of that window. Or it's just like it's too dark for me to see whatever's there. I always just – my heart starts beating very fast. I'm just like, ah, I oh, oh my God. Something's happening.
1: That's not – I'm sure that's not just, just you. Mm-hmm. I don't have that so much, but – um. I also, do. why is the house loud,
3: Demi? Aren't you being safe? Yeah, I'm not talking about now. I was just thinking back to like when I had parties and stuff. <laughs> that's, oh, always, yeah. that's a thing I've always. But it also, I think I have anxieties about windows specifically in a lot of different scenarios. I also get very nervous uh, whenever a car passes me on uh, the highway. If the window is open, I'm like, oh my God, oh no, oh no, oh no. Like I'm going to be in a drive-by oh, yeah. Hell, shooting yeah. or something. Oh. Thought... Yeah. But,
1: um, is the solution to that for you like blinds or curtains or something just so you're not seeing the window? No. Or I, lights?
2: I, mean, to break the window.
3: I, I, I think it's just being able to see what's on the other side of the window, but I also think it might just be uh, ev- everyone being quieter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, like Why not being in, that, in yeah. that situation. I remember, like sensory thing. for some reason this is making me think of that. It's not, not the same, but I was at my friend Katie's birthday party. She has a Halloween ish. It was like October twenty seventh. It's her birthday. When I was, t- she was turning thirteen, so we were all turning thirteen. I've talked about this before. We watched. It was a slumber party. We watched The Exorcist. I barely even watched it. I had my head under a blanket, but it scared the shit. Just listening to it just scared the shit out of me. I mean, I feel like I didn't sleep. I didn't. I didn't feel like I had peace of mind for like six months. Like it just frightened you the shouldn't. crap out of me and that night so we watch or listen to this movie and then we go downstairs to all sleep and i couldn't decide do i want it, do i want to be do I want my sleeping bag to be far the furthest away from the window but near the staircase or do i want to be the furthest from the staircase near the window like the pa- the sliding door to the outside I'm not sure if I'm painting a good enough picture of this, but what I'm saying is, I couldn't decide if I was more afraid of danger coming into the house from outside or coming into the room from down the staircase. I just knew I wasn't going to be sleeping that night.
2: That's a Sophie's choice.
1: It really was, Even like, because it was like I wanted my back to the wall, but I, there was no wall. Hmm. Really scary.
2: I've heard a lot of like, yeah, freaked out, don't know where to sleep stories from like sleepover stuff when people were kids. Yeah, I miss you know, I miss that feeling actually wouldn't be wait, is this an insane idea? I was thinking for Zoom like slumber party. No, not <laughs> Zoom, like in 2023 or whenever for like my 35th birthday to have a freaking slumber. party.
1: You should do it. I think that's a wouldn't great that idea. Fun? That's a great idea. Yeah. Like, Or even like, I don't know, like rent
2: an Airbnb or something and essentially just do like whatever the equivalent of a slumber party is and invite like, I don't know, 10 people or something. I think that is a super fun
1: idea. I know that I miss that kind of fun Mm -hmm. as an adult. I know that I'm also not getting invited to a birthday party, but I'm just saying. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) that's not the truth, Allison. You were (gasps) going to get invited. Oh, I'll be there. I will so be there. I'll tell Daniel he's taking the kids. I'm going to Kevin's birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) I'm there. And I'll remember, too. I've got a steel trap mind.
2: Oh, I look forward to it. I'm already planning out birthday parties for 2021, 22, and 23 now. I think I got the next two years locked up because I do feel like normalcy will return in some fashion. I just need my friends to be vaccinated. I don't care about the world. I just need my circle.
1: Doesn't it seem like the vaccine is going to be soon? It will be. It'll
3: be December 11th. When I was saying this to Kevin yesterday, but it's like, I, I think the thing about the vaccine to me is just like, no matter how soon it is, I won't feel like, okay, we can return to normal until it's like a majority of people have it. And right. I have no idea when that's going to be. It's going to take yeah. a while. right?
2: Which it—which is, is the correct mindset that you have. It it will take a while. But as, as far as it rolling out and healthcare workers and first responders getting it, it's so close and it makes me feel not insane now. <laughs>
1: I know that this is so beside the point, mm-hmm. so beside the point, and yet I am but curious. She got a
2: hog or what?
1: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs>
2: Nothing. Go ahead.
1: I'm curious. <gasps> is Nothing this going to be one of those shots that you don't feel a lot or one where the next day you're like, did someone punch me in the arm?
3: I have a oh. feeling it's going to be like the flu where uh, you get the shot and then you start feeling like you're sick for a little bit. But then you got to get another shot, and maybe that second one won't be as bad because you've done it before. But okay. I'm not—I'm not really sensitive to shots, so I always feel like, yeah, give me do whatever you got to do.
2: Hey, as someone who's kind of new to the vaccine game, I'm down for whatever, baby.
3: Whatever kind of <laughs> oh, shot they give me, I'll Kevin's take it. never been vaccinated. No, that's not true. I got—I got my first ones uh, last year. <laughs> Wait, Wait <really? laughs> so yeah, you did grow- I tell you that? <laughs> I think you might have, but it—it's still shocking to me.
2: I got my MMR and my flu. I think last year because you needed them to volunteer at a place I was going to volunteer at. And then today, I actually got I got a flu shot again today. And I I Instagrammed it and sent it to my mom and said, "See, I don't have autism." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she didn't she didn't take it well. I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. I didn't I didn't do that part with my mom. I did get a flu shot today. Oh <laughs>
1: so wait, I forgot. Your parents are are anti vax. Oh yeah, baby. Um. I think I did know that. Well, I think we talked about it like two years ago. (laughs) Yeah. So, what are the vaccines? So, you had no vaccines growing up. You were homeschooled, right? Yeah. So, I just
2: got chicken pox.
1: As an adult, what are the vaccines you can go get that you missed? Most of the
2: greatest hits
1: like flu and
2: MMR and, um, I don't know what the other one is.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember because, because.
2: Yeah, DVD, you can get a HDVD, um, STFU (laughs) shot, CDC, Mm BFO. Yeah, that's the shots. It's
1: Uh, the LOL.
2: Yeah, the LOL, the uh, the R, the raffle shot, BRB. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, no, and you can get all those at the same time. Cause my kids get vaccines and I feel like there's all sorts of ones where I'm like, I don't recall this being around when, when I was getting when i was growing up but i'm forgetting what they are now
2: there's new ones now yeah and i'm not it's it's not a binary of like get all the shots or get none of them it's not it's not get none of them though <laughs> Right. I'll say that. But it's, I don't think it's like get all those, like, you know, make good choices and get the ones that are necessary. But
1: there's one that they recommend pregnant women get. It's a booster because it's like you already got it when you were a kid. Okay. But they recommend you get it in your 30 something week because it can pass on to the baby. Like the immunity passes to the child. Mm -hmm. And that one really hurt. That one is the one where like your arm is sore for a few days. And I feel like it might be. MMR did that one hurt your arm?
2: Yeah, it was it was sore for like twelve hours. yeah, yes,
1: anyway, this was a diver an unnecessary diversion. However, I have it just mirror everyone. I can't get a good night's sleep unless I pull the covers up to my chin, and I only just realized this in such stark terms. So I had a few nights where I could not sleep well because the covers were like coming up to a few inches below my shoulders. And this is Daniel's fault. I don't, I don't know what he, he and I are, we are and we're not compatible sleepers. He gets in bed. I like my sheets tucked in at the foot of the bed. I even like them tucked in a little bit at the side of the bed. He gets in and like untucks the sheet with his foot and then sleeps on his stomach sometimes and dangles his foot off the bed, just the, just part of his foot. And in doing this, somehow like, pins the sheets down like pulls them down and I just cannot sleep and so I remade the bed and then I got in bed and the sheets were like up to my neck and I was so comfy and cozy I'm like oh this is totally the difference between whether I sleep or not
3: whoa. yeah I feel like I gotta be sealed in when I'm sleeping yes. I, I, I'm a side sleeper but I lo- I'm like it's gotta come up over my shoulders mm-hmm. and like I'll let my head poke out but I'm just like ah, anything else I'm just like whoa what's going on
1: <laughs> I almost want it up to my ears mm. I want to be all nestled in there
3: I would probably have it entirely over my head if I didn't think it would suffocate me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Wait,
3: it, it it wouldn't. I don't <laughs> well, think it would. Just, it would. Um, I would think that it would. Or I'd just feel the heat on my face and I'd be like, no, 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 no.
2: I guess so. It is so funny to, like, know that, because I'm the same way, Demi. I do fall asleep on my side, not on my back. Helpless, tender open. So, like, <laughs> when I'm on my back in bed, it's like, I'm not sleeping. <laughs> and then to just, like, shift... I'm just like enjoying time in bed, just thinking or dwelling on something that's like, all right, engage. And it's just such a weird, and I do it every night instead of just starting out on my side immediately. It's like, I need a little preamble to get there.
1: I do that too. Although I can fall asleep on my back, but oftentimes it's like when it, okay, now it's time. And then I go onto my side. Right. Tone zone sheets. Uh, I don't really do that with sheets, but I, uh,
0: I have become. I wasn't always this way, but I've become. I'm someone that needs to hug a pillow. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm, if I don't have a pillow there to hug, that I will literally have a hard time sleeping. Does the pillow
2: have a name, Tony? No, there's no name. Can uh, can that be a new segment on the show, Allison? Does the name pillow have Tone's a name, Tony? <laughs> Time to name Tony's
1: pillow. Oh he, yeah, he or is it a she? Something like that. We could do like gender-neutral names. Is it a they
0: or non-binary? <laughs> <laughs> well, not not to not to uh, try to ruin the the fun here, but it's it doesn't have to be a specific pillow, just.
1: A pillow. A pillow. Yes. Uh, see, it- you men are all the same. It doesn't even matter which pillow it is, just as long as you get one. <laughs> so then we're looking for something like a hun or a darling.
0: Yeah, that'll work. Sure.
1: <laughs> um, Daniel used to sleep with like seven to nine pillows. I mean, it was out of control. And then he wow. recently purchased. Oh, what he great was at the sleepover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was calling Before. it a body pillow. There are body pillows. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I know. So I just bought I bought into the idea that it's a body pillow. Mm-hmm. Even though it arrived and it looked so much like a pregnancy pillow. And then I saw the like cardboard insert that came with it and it is a body pillow, but the picture of the woman using it, she's very pregnant. So he now sleeps on <laughs> he like awesome. <laughs> he's got a very particular system. He sets it up every night. He lies it's like He's I've described it as like he's on a lily pad like he's modular like he's just on his little I feel like we've hit we've now entered this point of marriage I started it by have I like a heated blanket and he doesn't Mm -hmm. so I have a heated blanket just on my side of the bed and then I feel like he's like I see your heated blanket and I raise it to my lily pad. (laughs) <laughs> so we are like in two different sleep worlds it's okay though he sleeps well sometimes he wears a sleep mask as well I have taken a picture of him on his lily pad with his sleep mask I haven't done anything with it yet
3: put it on the Patreon Yeah. oh my god I
1: should Wait, are we on? Are sitting on Christmas cards this year? I do think you have to no I, sh- I don't know I, you know we've been Holiday meeting you for the last many years time. and we haven't maybe we should this year I got
2: an idea for mine, but it's a little secret. <laughs> it's so lame. <laughs> what, what, what am I worried about? <laughs> but it'd be cool if I can do it. We'll see. Well,
1: I'm excited to see it. We'll if see it happens. So.
2: All right. On my Patreon.
1: <laughs> Tone Zone. Do you have a JMO? Uh, sure. A, a very minor one.
0: Uh, Very dumb, but I I don't know why I do this. But whenever I'm having my photo taken, I will hold my breath.
2: Oh yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I yeah. used to do that. I think. Really? I think. I think if you smile in a in a specific way, you have to almost to keep it there because if you're exhaling, they'll go like, like yeah, your cheeks will know. go out maybe a little bit.
1: I wonder if I do that too.
2: No, I'm breathing. I That's that's a shift I've made in the last few years. I breathe heavily during photos, so <laughs> even if everyone else is smiling. I'm going. To <laughs> <laughs> like Tony Soprano style, and up in everyone's ears. <laughs> um,
1: you guys, this was so much fun. Now, normally, I would now read. You know what? I'm going to read one that people sent in because I I want to encourage everyone to be sending in their JMOs. Mm-hmm. Um, tweet them to at ariynbf on Twitter. Let's see here. Um, okay, here's one that is 2020 related. Angela says, when an establishment goes out of business in my neighborhood, I feel personally responsible for not having gone there enough to keep them afloat. And you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that, though.
3: I don't know of any uh, businesses that have gone have like gone under in my neighborhood that I even used. So I'm just sort of like, oh, I don't Cause you know. Because you didn't I'm... use them. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't use them. But then also, like, during the pandemic, I do feel like it's like, well, we can't do anything about that. So, oh, no.
2: About businesses yeah. going under.
3: Well, yeah, where it's like the satellite, where it's like, well, what can we do to keep the well, satellite? Oh, live? yes,
2: I, I guess you can do takeout, but like for restaurants. But then, yes, right. other kinds of business. I know satellite, yeah. such a bummer. Good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right.
1: Tony, do you feel this sense of responsibility? I can't say that I ever have.
0: No, I'll get a little bummed for the people. Especially if it was a place that I did like, but I can't say that I've ever uh, held myself responsible.
1: Yeah, okay, sociopath. Thanks. He walks by,
3: It's like, wasn't me? You ever just see a man on Zoom with
2: nothing in his eyes?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is a really tough time. It's about to be a really tough time again for businesses, in California at least. But then I just, if I can get, I'll just get political for one second. I believe... The answer is to give people and biz like subsidize heavily, give people
3: stimulus checks,
1: stimulus. I was like, what's the word for those? Yeah. Like we need to be staying home. Give people the money to make it possible to do that. You guys aren't still living off that $1,200. It's
2: it's so (laughs) funny. It is so funny. It's awful, but it is so funny how simple the solution is. Yeah. And no one is willing to... Like, a child
3: could come up with that.
2: Like, none of us are experts or economic, whatever. But, like, a child could tell you that this is the answer. And it's like, happening
3: everywhere in the world except here. And we're just sort of like, ah, oh, we're all out of ideas. It's like, no, we know what we have to do. And they're just sort of like, if we could just think of anything. it's like, They just refuse. They just won't do it.
2: What does Australia get? Like, $7,000 a month? It's like a, it's a wild thing. Like... And the, Germany the, the, gets a shit ton. They get like two grand a month.
3: The thing that sucks about it is it's the same reason that like so many businesses or like so many like uh, companies were stressing going uh, work from home where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, now they know that this is possible. Mm people won't be able to, like they won't be able to demand more of people. And now I think the government's just sort of like, well, if we pay for people, then they'll know that we can pay for people. And it's like, you should have been doing this. It's precedent. It's like it's like
2: that at any company where it's like, you don't pay the woman as much as the man because you don't want to set a precedent that then you can't afford when you make new hires. Oh, Oh. sucks so bad.
1: Everyone sucks. Well, thanks for bumming us out. (laughs) We didn't really do much Thanksgiving talk aside from Christoph and uh, Bruce. Let's just quickly, then we're gonna end the show quickly. Go around and say, in s- sincerely, one thing you're thankful for. I am thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for my listeners. I'm thankful for my Patreon subscribers. You guys are the best. Thank you, Demi. What about you? Uh,
3: I'm thankful that I get to make money doing the things that I like to do.
1: Lovely, Kevin.
2: I'm thankful that I have the friends that I have
1: that feel like a family. Thank you. I take that personally since I'm coming to a slumber party. <laughs> oh, sh- uh,
2: okay.
0: Yeah, sure. Whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tony? Uh,
0: I'm thankful that I have uh, transitioned into a career as in podcasting because uh, I can't do a whole lot of music stuff these days. So, uh, yeah, I'm very grateful that I'm working in podcasting these days
1: these are all wonderful Um, listeners you guys are the best thank you so much i hope you have a safe and um delicious thanksgiving what else what else do i need to say you're the best oh no oh no I'm getting the stretch oh no I got a stretch yeah. um we need 20 more minutes of thanks listen um Patreon uh listen if you like what you're hearing subscribe tell your friends five stars leave a nice you guys the reviews are getting a little samey I need some some fresh <laughs> new reviews mix wow. it up
2: <laughs> be specific and original about the things you love about me that you're not getting compensated for writing <sighs>
1: They get compensation in the heart, okay <laughs> no i, I don 't I don't mean say me like it 's the same stuff all the time. I mean say me like I go there and i 'm like oh it 's the same one I saw last time I was here. Oh, I, see. I just mean like we need some Not fresh new. we need some fresh reviews. It helps keep the show in the charts, so go if you haven 't done it and you like what you 're hearing, do it if you don 't like what you 're hearing, you can also do it i don 't know how that affects things. I do read them on the show. Oh, listen to my other podcast, childish. Demi, where do we find you? I'm at Twitter and Instagram at ElectroLemon. And check and, out the Amber Ruffin Show. Yes, check it out. Kevin? I'm on Twitter and
2: Instagram and Facebook and Zanga and Tumblr <laughs> and Live Journal and Letterboxd at Kevin Blogspot. T. Porter. And Blogspot,
0: excuse me. Yes.
1: Oh, and yeah. WordPress. <laughs> Kevin T. Porter. Mm. Uh, and Tony.
0: I'm at Tony Thaxton, Twitter and Instagram. My podcast, Bizarre Albums. Uh, this week is a weird Neil, Neil Young album called Trans. That's why I'm so familiar with Neil Young's speaking voice was ready to go.
2: Mm. Oh, I oh you know. yeah, I did it. Wait, is that the one Neil Young did as like an FU to the label?
0: Somewhat. There's more to it than that. But uh, okay. yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's all like vocoder uh, vocals and <laughs> everything. Awesome. It doesn't sound like a Neil Young record at all.
1: Good job. Neil. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to mention my Monday show with Tim Heidecker. I'm calling it the definitive Tim Heidecker interview. I don't know if there's one that's more definitive, but I've decided mine is it. YouTube.com slash Rosen. Go there. You can watch it or just listen to it wherever you Ooh. listen. Um, you guys, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Alison Rosen show?
3: We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosie is your new best friend.